SaveWithConrad.com makes saving money fast and easy, but don't take my word for it. Just ask Brian in Topeka, Kansas. He left us a five-star review and wrote Conrad Thompson and his team helped me and my wife own a home. Thanks for helping us with the best decision of our lives. No, thank you, Brian, for trusting us with your single biggest investment. What about David over in Manassas Park, Virginia? He left us a five-star review and wrote, I'll be honest. I was hesitant at first to use a lender I'd never heard of before. However, Jimmy and Jennifer made the whole process easy and I got a great interest rate as well. In past experiences, I hated dealing with lenders because the whole process was always a mess and created nonstop headaches. Savewithconrad.com made the process streamlined and straightforward. I will recommend them to all my friends and family going forward. What about Veronica in Oakdale, California? She left us a five-star review and said, Derek is great. We had 20 years left on our mortgage. We took out some cash. We're still at 20 years and our payment only went up $80 and the interest rate is under 3%. Think about that. The cash you've been looking for, it's hiding in your house. Find out how much money you can save right now for free and how great our five-star service is at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. That's SaveWithConrad.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, High quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round, brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Welcome back everybody to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. I am Bruce Pritchard. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. What's going on, boys and girls? We appreciate you being with us today. Of course, you were probably expecting something a little different. Usually, this is when I throw to Bruce, and we would start talking about In Your House 4. But that is not going to happen today. Unfortunately, I'm the bearer of bad news. A tragedy has befell the Pritchard family. Uh, Bruce's uh, wife of, gosh, over 24 years now, uh, just lost her father. So as a result of that real life, personal situation, that's a challenge to the entire Pritchard family. Uh, we were unable to record a brand new, something to wrestle this week, uh, but we do have a plan to record in your house for tomorrow. So let's all knock on wood. Cause we know plans change pal. But the plan is for us to put in your house for in the can. And I'm so excited to talk about it. I love talking about 1995 WWF and hearing about JJ Dillon and Lisa Wolf and how tough things were for the company as Vince looks for his next hit. Uh, 
it's just fun to go back and relive some of those dark times for the company next week. We're hoping to do taboo Tuesday, 2005 on the 15 year anniversary. And don't forget the month of November is loaded. We're hoping to do King Kong Bundy on the sixth, Eddie Guerrero on the 13th, which is unfortunately the 15 year anniversary of his passing. We've had this one in the works for quite a while. November 20th, we hope to be back with you with Survivor Series 1995. And of course, on the 27th, we're going to do Survivor Series 2005, which is, well, a much different show. Today is going to be a much different show as well. Uh, Believe it or not, we've actually dug through the archives and we found some of the original something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard episodes. No, no, not 2016. Way, way back. Back before I even knew Bruce, he's, uh, just freshly departed WWE and he's been sold on the idea of doing a podcast. So he does his best, but it's not exactly what you're going to grow into here uh, with something to wrestle. We've had a lot of fun building this show with you guys over the years, and we hope that you're digging what we're doing, but I thought today, since we couldn't pin Bruce down and by the way. Thoughts and prayers with Stephanie Pritchard, her whole family. And of course, Bruce's kids lost their grandpa. I mean, it's a bad deal. So I know that's gotta be tough, but uh, we wanted to try to entertain you because maybe you at home have a tough situation right now that you're looking for a distraction from, and that's what we're here for. We want to try to make you laugh. And hopefully this, uh, very primitive look at something to wrestle will make you chuckle. Oh, I do want to mention real quick. We've got so much fun stuff happening over at adfreeshows.com. I don't know if you guys saw or not, but we just announced the x-ray show with Dr. Tom Pritchard. We've got the first four episodes in the can. Now they're in post-production and, uh, we're going to launch them over at adfreeshows.com where you actually watch some of your favorite matches, but you see it through the eyes of a wrestler. Dr. Tom is going to walk through and explain why that was one of your favorite matches. What did they do that really worked that resonated with you? And maybe he'll even look at some matches where it didn't work. We've also announced Monday mailbag with Mike Kyoto. And of course, Gerald Briscoe will be joining us for a Monday mailbag as well. Uh, I don't think it's out there yet. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now we're shooting a championship belt series and I'm excited for you to see what episode one is, uh, but that is being filmed right now as I'm talking to you. We've also got uh, some new artwork coming your way every week over at ad free shows from our pal, Doug holiday. And, uh, well, the collection series, I think is what's got everybody a buzz the most. We get lots of questions about, you know, old ring use stuff and memorabilia and where it wound up and what collections look like. So we're taking a look at that right now over at adfreeshows.com. And of course, I think everybody by now has heard about Eric fires back. We're doing another one of those this weekend. Uh, and I think even Jr. is getting in on the action. Aaron Anderson this weekend is going to sit down and take a look at the horrific chamber of horrors match from 1991, where they electrocuted Abdul, the butcher. Oh my gosh. Who booked this? Uh, we've also got the, uh, the new idea, the AFS book club. And the first book is bill actors and you get to pick his brain and ask questions about the book. And I think next month we're doing that new Andre, the giant book that everybody's been talking about. So lots of fun stuff there, but I got to tell you, I think the thing that people are most excited about right now is, uh, the new happy hour shows. That's like a real thing, man. 
Uh, you get to do a little happy hour on Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings with Medusa or rebel who we have all fallen in love with on Wednesday nights. There's so much fun stuff happening over at adfreeshows.com. I didn't get to all the announcements. There's a whole lot more coming, including two really, really big announcements. I did a big road trip this week. I was in the car for 14 hours to get this done, uh, but we're pretty excited and, uh, hope we can make that announcement in the next week or so. And I hope to see you later this weekend when we uh, sit down and catch up with Bruce about in your house Four. this episode is happening boys and girls, but uh, hopefully everyone's a little sympathetic to the, the personal family situation that the Pritchards have right now. Without further ado though, let's see if our man Bruce can entertain us without me from way back when there was a something to wrestle without Conrad Thompson. I just referred to myself in third person. That was weird. Here we go. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye. Trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brake right away, it can take over a mile to stop over a mile to stop by that time. It's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way and you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Welcome back, everybody, to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. I am Bruce Pritchard, and this week we're going to discuss a host of topics from the Monday Night Wrestling Wars between Monday Night Raw, the WWE, and TNA's impact on the Spike Network. All that taking place this past Monday, and we're going to discuss the cause, the effect and what people are talking about in the industry. In addition to that, we'll talk about the new matches made for WrestleMania coming up and uh, give you a little insight as to what I think Vince McMahon is, is thinking right now with all the competition that, that is coming at him right now, with everything that's coming up, the big shows, and the big dogs coming at him again. And It's the first time that Vince has had competition in, in quite a while. And I was there with Vince for 22 years. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm also going to talk about the uh, comedy shows that took place this past week. Myself and Mick Foley up in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. That was a lot of fun. So uh, stick with me. And John called me after uh, listening to my first show. John really got on me a little bit. John told me, that he goes, you know, Bruce, I listened to the show and the show was good. But it sounded like you were, well, being nice. And John went on to tell me that being nice wasn't one of my more natural traits. He said, come on, man. He says, that, that's not you talking. And I thought about it. And the more I thought about it, the more that I, that I have tried to tow a company line almost in some of uh, the things that I've said and some of my comments. So, hey, man, we're going to try and cut through a lot of that as we get into uh, this week's topics. And I think the main topic on everybody's mind is got to be the Monday Night Wars. Now, over on USA, you have the Star Wars. You have WWE Monday Night Raw. That's 
been on forever, ever since, you know, we came up with that concept in Vince's backyard in Greenwich, Connecticut. You know, and and the funny thing about it is, is the, the original concept for Monday Night Raw was to do a live event show that could actually save the company money. Because we were, at the time, we were doing primetime wrestling on Monday nights, and we were flying in a lot of different talent. It was affecting the live event shows, and, and it cost so much money that that show almost became cost prohibitive. And I uh, came up with the idea to have a live show, record it, and uh, play it on Monday nights. In addition, we would go out and get stars from the past, spotlight them on the show, and that was uh, the show. The working title for weeks and weeks was, well, it's just going to be a raw show, raw. And one day, lo and behold, uh, one of the marketing genius came in and says, I know, we'll call it raw. Yeah, they're really geniuses. Not really. But uh, anyway, Monday Night Raw against Spike TV, Spike Network, and TNA and their television show, TNA Impact. Now, TNA Impact got a big boost recently with the signing of the immortal Hulk Hogan. Along with that, you've got Eric Bischoff behind the scenes and on camera kind of pulling the strings and, and helping run the organization with its owner, Dixie Carter, along with founder Jeff Jarrett. Now, again, no one really knows exactly you know who who's... Who's in control? Who's completely in charge there? But nonetheless, it's it's created some very interesting dynamics. Because on the coattails of Hulk Hogan arriving in TNA, you've seen some of the, well, the regulars that kind of follow Hulk around from place to place. We've seen the Nasty Boys showing up. You've seen Jimmy Hart show up. You've seen Scott Hall, uh, the one, two, three kid, X-Pac, six-Pac, four-Pac, whatever Pac he is this week. And they're all there, and now I have Sting, who's back. Sting comes out, attacks Hogan, and, and you know, starting something, trying to get it going. And you, you can't forget the nature boy, Ric Flair. Now, bless his heart, Rick retired a few years ago in Orlando, Florida. Great ceremony. I was there. I, I watched the match between Rick and Shawn Michaels. I mean, you know, I actually got teary-eyed watching it. And I love Rick to death personally. But I think that Rick's days in the ring are behind him. I think it is ingenious to put Rick as a mouthpiece for AJ Styles. Because Rick has that charisma. Rick, one thing that Rick has never had a problem with is talking and telling a story. See, Rick was one of those few people that could actually tell a story on the microphone. And then he stepped in the ring, and when that bell rang, he could tell you a hell of a story in between. And Flair was a master, is a master at that. I mean, you know, come on, you can't take it away from him because there's guys that are, you know, half his age that couldn't do a quarter of what Rick still can do. A lot of my comment on that is, you know, I think that Rick is just, you know, there comes a time when you got to hang the boots up. And I know that. You know, Rick has a hard time doing that sometimes, but at some point, he's going to have to. And I say do it now. Go ahead and get behind AJ Styles in that role and make him what you were. 
God forbid, make him better. You never know. So anyway, you got this war. You got going head to head. Nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central on Monday nights. Competing cable companies. Well, on the WWE side, you got Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker starting things out. TNA side, you got Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Sting coming out, beating Hulk to a bloody pulp. At the end of the night, you got Vince McMahon and John Cena in an advertised match going against the advertised match of uh, Hulk Hogan and Abyss against Ric Flair and AJ Styles. The end of the day, you know, the, the ratings show that WWE really soundly thromped TNA. And I'm sure those in uh, WWE are sitting up there going, yep, yeah, see, told you so. You cannot compete with us. You can't do it. Don't, don't even try. Well, I go back September 11th, I guess 1994-ish. Maybe 93. I'm not really sure on my date, so all you historians out there don't, uh, don't get upset about that. I know it was September 11th because Ric Flair was supposed to be in Stanford, Connecticut, shooting a commercial for Monday Night Raw. And he no-showed because he showed up in Minneapolis, Mall of America, for Monday Nitro's first ever debut show. That time, Nitro was on TNT Network, owned by Ted Turner. They did a respectable number because Monday Night Raw that night was preempted. Well, as time went on and and there were head-to-head competitions with Nitro against Raw, soundly Monday Night Raw would defeat Monday Nitro. Eric Bischoff did things like he would tell you who won in the main event long before the main event ever went on the air because Raw was taped and Nitro was live. So Eric's thinking was, hey, I'll tell you the outcome on their show because it's already been taped, but you never know what's going to happen over here on Nitro because we're live. You know, some people cried foul. Some people called dirty pool. At the end of the day, man, it was pretty good business because it got people talking. It got people talking about wrestling again. It got people talking about the business. It got people excited. They were like, what is that jerk going to do this time. He was a jerk because he didn't play by the rules. But really, who made the rules? At the end of the day, who made the rules? And after all, rules are made to be broken. And Eric Bischoff did a very good job of breaking those rules. Tore down the boundaries. He said, hey, there's talent up there that's drawing. Let's go get them. He signed Kevin Nash. He signed Scott Hall. Two top stars in the WWE at the time. Had him show up on Nitro and just had people talking. What's happening? Truth be told, they still were getting beaten the ratings each week. But something else was happening each week. That beating was getting less and less each week. When we started out, it may have been a four to a one, like it was the other night. 
Actually, I believe a 3.5 to a 1. But then it became a 3.5 to a 1.5. Then a 3 to a 2. Then a 2.5 to a 2.1. Until those ratings were about neck and neck. And then the unthinkable. The almighty Hulk Hogan, forever good guy, forever hero, man, immortal, turned his back on everything that he had stood for and became a heel. He became that dreaded bad guy. And on that date, Nitro took over Raw on the ratings and didn't look back for 18 months. And 18 months is a long time in, in this world, trust me. Well, Nitro, you know, they ran that wave, and they did a lot of very unconventional things, things that, you know, a lot of people looked at and said, hey, that's not fair, but what is fair? And as you look at this war, it's going to be very interesting. You, you, you've got Jeff Hardy showing up. Jeff Hardy was last seen as the world champion on WWE. Hey, man, God bless him. Jeff's got a lot of issues, legal issues coming up with uh, alleged uh, drug dealings and things of that nature, all alleged but he still has to face those in the courtroom and solve those issues before Jeff can be really any kind of force for TNA. But i got to give TNA credit for at least putting them on the air and giving their show that air of unpredictability. Over on the WWE side, you got Taker and Shawn. Now, I mean, what are you going to do with this? You've got The Undertaker, who is... The attraction. He is the man. You got Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania. Are they really going to end The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania? The other side of that question, are they really going to have Shawn Michaels retire after WrestleMania? To me, that's the beauty of a great match. That's the beauty of an attraction. It's, it's an attraction that you can't call. It's an attraction that you sit there and you go, well, I really want this to happen. When you think about it, I really like to see the other one as well. You can't call it. You, you can't feel it. You can't put your finger on it and say, yes, definitely, this is what I want to happen. So I think I've done well there. You got Edge versus Chris Jericho. Hey, man, it'll be a great, what's the guy in California, how he rates his matches? Oh, this will be a great four-star match. Do, 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 do. Yeah, cool. I think they kind of rushed Edge's return. They rushed Edge's return, put Edge right back in the ring. Great heel. And now, because he's been out for a while, now they come back, and now he's Mr. Babyface, kissing babies and stuff. I think they would have been been served better to keep Edge a heel and let him be who he is. Edge likes to be booed. I'm just not sure if those two are going to draw. But again, you've got Undertaker versus Sean there. That, that's going to draw for you. The other side of that coin, you've got John Cena and Dave Batista. It's, it's a good story. And what I like about that story is that it's kind of an old-fashioned wrestling story. I don't like you. You don't like me. You got the title. I want it. Yeah, that's simple, isn't it? You know, WrestleMania coming up should be a should be a hell of a show. Um, next week again, we've, we've got uh, Monday night, the wars one on one, head to head. I think we're 
looking at some very interesting months and years to come. Because I sure don't see Eric and Hogan sitting back and resting on their laurels. I see them going out to win. I see them going out to win and then maintain. I hope they've learned from past mistakes. I hope we all have. So it's going to be very interesting to see what does lie ahead for the Monday Night Wars and and in a year from now, whether we're talking about Monday Night Wars or whether we're talking about, hey, it's only TNA on Monday nights. Raw went away. Or it's only Raw on Monday nights. Once again, no more TNA. So it's going to be very interesting. Interesting times coming up. Just last week, I had the wonderful opportunity to travel up to Manchester, New Hampshire to perform with Mick Foley, <laughs> a hardcore legend, Mick Foley. And we uh, were up at the Palace Theater in Manchester, New Hampshire to do what uh, is being billed as total extreme comedy. Now, this is my third or fourth one that I've done with Mick, and every time that I've done it, I'm, I'm billed on with Colt Cabana. I've yet to see Colt perform. I understand he's quite funny, but uh, <laughs> I find it funny that he's yet to make any of them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's actually, you know, we've kind of turned it into a hell of a fun show. Um, John Layfield and Jerry Briscoe laugh at me say, you ain't funny. But... Uh, I think we get some good laughs from our audiences that we've had. We, we did have a great audience, tremendous response there in Manchester, and it was a lot of fun. Got to try out a lot of new material. My uh, Jerry Jarrett jokes, which I, which were new, I wanted to try something a little different out. Um, well, they bombed. <laughs> no one knew, no one cared, no one anything on the Jerry Jarrett stories. And I guess you kind of have to have to know Jerry Jarrett to really appreciate the uh, idiosity, I guess, of of one Mr. Jarrett. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we we get up, we tell stories of the road, we tell stories of our years in the wrestling business. Business. Uh, doing you know a few imitations like the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Dig it? Uh huh. Yeah. And of course there the. Uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rose, live and in living color, the second most recognizable athlete in the entire world. Second only. Second only to Muhammad Ali. And uh, you know, get about talk about the times we spent on the road and some of the uh, some of the funny stories that, that took place. And uh, I'll, I'll share some of them as soon as I can figure out how to do it on the air without uh, cussing. <laughs> which was very tough when we appeared in Las Vegas at the Hilton. It was an all-ages show, and they told us about an hour before we were on. And I realized that every one of my stories was just laden with profanity. And I went out, and there were quite a few kids in the audience. I was kind of hoping, okay, it's an all-ages show, but who's going to bring their kid to a comedy show like this? Nobody, come on. I asked them to turn the lights up, and oh man, there were so many kids out there, it was embarrassing. So I, I tried to curtail, I actually succeeded, but uh, the trying part was a little difficult. I curtailed my cursing, and uh, didn't curse, and I had to tell the story about my kids. 
because my language at home is atrocious, and I, I curse quite a bit around the house. Unfortunately, my kids will always go in, and no matter what I say, they'll go and run to their mother and say, oh, that's an H-E double hockey stick. And I figured it out. It's it's not really that, you know, I, I do cuss a lot, but the only reason they bust me for hell is because it's the only word that they can spell. So I, I think I'm I'm fairly safe until they get uh, they get a better uh, spelling teacher and or their friends start writing them notes with uh, with some more descriptive vocabulary in them. But uh, yeah, should should be interesting. But the the comedy's been a lot of fun. We're going to be in uh, Phoenix on March 27th, the night before WrestleMania at the ASU uh, campus in one of the theaters there. Um, you can get tickets, check out uh, TotalExtremeComedy.com uh, to get your tickets for that one. It should be a great show. Myself, Mick, and Colt Cabana. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, we'll all be appearing there, and we really have no time limit. It's 10 o'clock show, so it'll be after all the wrestling events that night, including the Hall of Fame with the WWE. And uh, it should be a lot of fun because uh, we're going to have a few guests appearances from some different people and come on in and that should be a blast roddy piper is uh doing a comedy stand-up a few days before that somewhere in tempe I believe at the improv and uh wish roddy nothing but the best he's a real good friend of mine and actually one of the people at the meet and greet after our comedy session this past time in manchester came up and was like bruce why didn't you do any Roddy Piper imitation. I was, oh man, you know, if ever there was something to talk about, you know, with the hot rod, Roddy Piper, you know, I really screwed up. I just don't know why. God. Yeah, I just got kind of out there. And there's a, there's got to be a way to tell some of those stories without, uh, maybe the statute of limitations has run out on some of those and I might be able to share some of those and, in my upcoming show. We'll have a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Something to rest with Bruce Pritchard. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent, full, one-carat, round, brilliant-cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
Welcome everyone to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. I am Bruce Pritchard and you are listening to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard right now on webtalkradio.net. And this week we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about the WWE draft. We're going to be talking about recent releases made by WWE and how that's going to affect the talent roster, not only on the WWE side, but also possibly on the TNA side. Whether or not TNA should, will, or maybe not pick up some of these wrestlers that have been released from their contracts on the WWE side. I'd like to apologize to everybody uh, if uh, no shows have been up. I'm somewhat electronically challenged at times, so uh, I'm sure that that's probably my fault for sending something in the wrong way or just uh, not right enough. But hopefully we're going to get that solved, and you guys are going to be hearing from me every single week here. A lot of things that have happened in the world of wrestling. A lot of things have happened lately since, you know, we last talked. You know, last time we wrapped up everything about WrestleMania, we had our post-WrestleMania show. We talked about the post-issues that were coming out of WrestleMania and kind of gave a few predictions on the draft and what may or may not happen. And since then, the draft has taken places. On the TNA side, we've got a brand-new world champion in Rob Van Dam. I got to tell you, I'm happy to see that. I think Rob Van Dam will do a great job as champion as long as Rob is given the ball and let Rob go. Let Rob be Rob um, because RVD is not the kind of guy that's going to go the mainstream route and do exactly as he's told to do and say exactly as he's told to say. That's what makes Rob special. And I think that's the biggest reason that Rob can connect with his fan base and has such of a following that he has. I think Rob Van Dam being made uh, world champion is going to be a positive in the world of TNA in a place where recently, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of positive. We haven't seen a whole lot of brand new. We haven't seen a lot of guys stepping up, grabbing that brass ring. And it's nice to see, you know, Van Dam actually get that opportunity. Looking back, uh, again, different uh, different things that have been taking place. The world of wrestling, we had a lot of releases. Kung Fu Naki, Shelton Benjamin, Big Shot, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, Katie Lee Burchill, Mike Knox, and Mickey James, which is another big surprise because Mickey, without a doubt, probably one of the most uh, popular females. Um, but Mickey was one that stood out. Mickey was one that... Uh, the WWE universe, or you fans, uh, really seem to gravitate to and like quite a bit. So it's going to be interesting whether or not TNA picks anybody up. Uh, other interesting news that's kind of you know made the rounds in the dirt sheet. Who really knows what the truth is? A lot of uh, speculation on good old JR, Jim Ross. It uh, appears Jim Ross's contract with the WWE is coming to an end. That doesn't mean, of course, that uh, Jim will be leaving WWE. WWE has been JR's home for quite a long time. But at the same time, if uh, they can't really agree on terms, it's going to be interesting and fun to watch to see where Jim Ross pops up. A lot of people would like to see Jim pop up at TNA and be the play-by-play man head up on Monday nights with TNA against Raw. That could be very interesting. And uh, Jim also, you know, 
Jim has, believe it or not, Jim has other loves other than wrestling. And Jim, I think if he had an opportunity to do some other sports, in particular football, college ball, pro ball, my God, little league ball, Jim would relish that because that, that is a true passion of Jim. And having heard Jim do play-by-play football on the radio and also with the XFL, boy, it's a shame that he never had the opportunity to work for a network and be able to call play-by-play on professional football because that is truly one of the best things that, that JR does. Um, also, I know Jim's interested in the MMA world. So he could possibly end up there. Um, or you know what? Jim may just relax at home and sell some barbecue and continue to sell his barbecue sauce online and get distribution for some of his products. Take life a little easy because everybody knows that that man is a hard-working man and has really been busting his butt these last few years, even through several illnesses. And wherever JR ends up, I just hope he's happy, and I hope he uh, does very well for whoever gets him at the end. I mean, they're the ones that are going to be the winners. They truly will be. And the fans that uh, get to enjoy JR on the backside. We will be following that and see what happens there. Monday Night Raw. I watched a draft show. In watching Raw, you know, Raw opened up with uh, the Miz show. I really like the act of the Big Show and, and Miz is the Unified Tag Team Champions. And then out comes Bret Hart. I really didn't get Bret coming out and making fun of Big Show and Miz and talking about David Arquette. Just came out of nowhere and meant nothing. The New Heart Foundation, I guess as they're called, with Davy Boy Smith's son, uh, David Smith, and... Tyson, I guess is uh, the other young man's name, and Natty Neidhart. A little confused. You know, they can do some, Tyson Kid does some, some great moves, and he's an energetic guy, tough kid. I think Brett's involvement there is supposed to make you care. Again, the, the I, I understand, you know, putting the titles on, on these kids only from the standpoint of Big Show being drafted back to SmackDown, but at the same time, wouldn't it have been more interesting if you kept the titles on Show Miz and then they split up and one's in SmackDown and one's in Raw, and now you have reason to take the titles off of them and maybe have a tournament, maybe hold the titles up, maybe make a unified championship. And then from there, you know, we're sitting there watching, and I'm, I'm watching this video on Sheamus and Triple H. And as I'm watching the video, I, it brought to mind the past few weeks on SmackDown and Raw last week when they had the Clippers to shave CM Punk's head. And they added the really cheesy sound effect every time it looked like or the Clippers were supposed to be on. Now, it didn't matter what distance they were, the same sound. <laughs> guy's thumb would move down. <laughs> and, 
and do not a good job. And WWE production has usually been very good about being subtle in some of the things they do. They'll add sound effects to enhance something. But in watching this and in watching the the metal pipe, it felt so hokey. And it did, I hate to use this word, I hate it because I struck the word from my vocabulary, so I won't even say it, but it looked F-A-K-E. did not look real. And it may have been very real, but the sound effect took everything away from it. Because metal doesn't clink like it does on a wall when it hits bone or leather or flesh. But the sound effects people made it clink like you were ringing a bell. And it did not feel real at all. And it took away any emotion or, or any believability and credibility that they might have had with that. Didn't like it at all. Didn't think it did Hunter any favors. Didn't think it did Seamus any favors. So then we go from there. We go to uh, Jack Swagger, who's been beaten by everyone as the world heavyweight champion. I, and here's a kid who has real credentials. Has a lisp, which I like, because it makes him different. Um, swagger could be something that WWE hasn't had since Kurt Angle. A believable killer. A believable machine that you know can go in and beat anybody. And when someone does finally beat him, it will mean so much more. But the fact that he's already been beaten by everyone, kind of like, eh, okay, I don't care about it. Um, but Swagger at least finally got to, uh, got, got his win back on Morrison this week, and soundly, and I was happy to see that. We, uh, then see the first person in the draft heading on over the SmackDown Kelly Kelly. Then we had uh, CM Punk, who again I, I do think is uh, probably the best heel act in the entire WWE right now, because the Straight Edge Society that Punk preaches is believable. Punk passionately leads this group and passionately comes at you with reasons why the straight edge society is the only way to live your life and to follow him. It makes sense. It's true the things that Punk says, which is why people dislike him. And the fact that he looks like he hasn't taken a bath in six years. Love it. Great character. Great guy. It's going to go far. Had a good match with uh, Evan Bourne. And, you know, it was what it was and kind of helping reestablish Punk into being a, a top guy and really someone you want to care about and not like very much. You know, I've tried to watch WWE, NXT. It's, uh, and I'm all about the new young guys, but, but the show is, and I certainly hope some of those young guys can kick out of that, get involved with some name talent get some time, go out and do some meaningful promos and get involved in a storyline so you can see whether or not they have the chops to do it. And uh, 
get them in the mix. The only way you're really going to find out is to put them in there with the big dogs, and the big dogs are going to eat them up, or young talent's going to get something on one of those big dogs and make everybody notice. Uh, we had another draft. Big Show goes back over to SmackDown, and uh, you know we, we go in and we see the, the, the whole Sheamus and Randy Orton and they do their little face down. John Cena comes out, makes fun of everybody. And, and then the, the little things like Randy Orton coming out and talking about, I've done bad things to Triple H when he's talking to Sheamus. But by God, I did it face to face. But they're trying to make Randy, I guess, a big baby face and make Randy a hero and one way to kind of go about it. Then we have another draft, and we see John Morrison going to Raw. And we see R-Truth, Edge, all going to Raw. Of course, this is the result of the Battle Royal they had in which Ted DiBiase won. Um, but uh, the end result, you got Morrison, Edge, and R-Truth now heading to Raw. There, uh, Jericho Slater. I mean, uh, Jericho Slater come out, and Jericho is to face Christian. Have another draft. Kofi going to SmackDown. You get to see Morrison get beat up by Swagger. And uh, then you get to see Christian going to SmackDown. Again, there's not any big, big names here. There's not any really, oh, my God, did you hear that? Um, they did a vignette in the back, which uh, I found interesting with... Uh, the million dollar kid, I'll call him Ted DiBiase, with a replica of his daddy's million dollar belt, asking, I guess, asking Carlito to be his manservant. Then, then we see Chris Jericho going to Raw. Thus far, the biggest move in the draft. And we get into our Edge Orton scenario that came out of, uh, you know, Batista and Orton. And uh, Sheamus for the number one contendership that John Cena made earlier. You know, I, I like Edge getting involved. That was cool. Like Batista getting involved. Batista's now the number one contender according to this match. And that's all cool. I, I hope in future weeks that Edge being a, a heel again is going to bring some new life into him. And I hope that... Uh, I hope it uh, does something to kind of spark uh, Randy Orton to kind of come out and really be a someone to reckon with. Uh, over on the TNA side, you know the the biggest the biggest thing to come out of that show, <laughs> I guess, was the Battle of the Rings. Here you have Ric Flair with his. WWE Hall of Fame ring. You have Hulk Hogan with his WWE Hall of Fame ring. But Hulk Hogan gave his to Abyss. And Ric Flair wants it for some reason. Why, I don't know. But Ric Flair wanted Hulk Hogan's Hall of Fame ring from Abyss. So Ric Flair put his ring on the line against Abyss's Hulk Hogan ring. That yeah, gets confusing. Have the match and... You know, it's, I love Ric Flair to death. Boy, it's, it's kind of, after 40 years, the act is 
getting a little little stale. Rick bleeds great. Um, that's all we have seen of Rick at TNA thus far is a lot of bleeding. And we haven't seen the 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 greatness of Ric Flair. And, you know, to have some guy stand on Rick's head while Hulk Hogan struggles to take his WWE Hall of Fame ring off, I got to tell you, I was just laughing. It felt silly to me. It felt insignificant and silly. If you're trying to build TNA and you're trying to build a new company around new stars, why are you having your two oldest stars fight over something they got from another company? I just don't know, you know, what, what they're trying to do here and who they're trying to build. Because the younger talents matched up with the younger talent, the older talents matched up with the older talent, and it feels like rehash and unfortunately not a lot of freshness coming into the mix there in, in TNA. And then you get to, uh, to a big announcement by Eric Bischoff, and his big announcement is, is that you, the fans, are going to decide who gets a world title shot. Well, said in there, so I'm not taking shots here. Go to TNAWrestling.com and vote for the person that you feel is most deserving get a world title shot. And I did that. I, I went to the website to check it out. And you only get a choice of 10 people that they have pre-chosen to vote from. And it's it's very interesting because Desmond Wolf is the by far the, the biggest contender on votes, followed by Jeff Hardy. The more interesting thing to me was the smallest vote getters, which were Abyss, the guy who now has two Hall of Fame rings from the WWE, one from Ric Flair, one from Hulk Hogan, and Jeff Jarrett. And I, if nothing else, you know, don't don't say, okay, go on and pick whoever you want from the roster for a title shot because you, you don't have the ability to choose anyone from the roster. But I, I hope that TNA is looking at this as an indication as to where where the fans are looking and, and who they're looking at, who they, who they really like. Because at the end of the day, most of these polls are simply a popularity contest. They're a popularity contest of the guys that they like best and the guys that they want to see more of. And it also tells you something else. It tells you the talent that they don't care about and the talent that they want to see less of because they're not voting for, they're not interested in. So that was a little, little shocking to me. Um, I would have thought Jeff Hardy would have been in the lead by far, and I know some of the in reading the internet reports, I think they, they felt that Mr. Anderson and some other people would have been up there even more. And, and I like Mr. Anderson. I, I think that he's he's going to be a star. I think he's going to find himself there in TNA and do good. And I hope he does because he's a hardworking guy and he's got a really good shtick. We, sh we shall see. We'll see what happens. 
Um, but TNA, I, I just think that TNA really needs to start developing new talent at the expense of and sacrifice of some of the older talent, some of the talent that has been there a long time and some of the talent that can no longer hang night in, night out and not make the house shows and on television get these younger guys over. Make them mean something. You know, uh, some of the younger talent, never going to make it. He's different, but I don't think he's won a match since he's been in TNA. (laughs) So... Um, got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work to do. The supplemental draft takes place this week, and you can check that out on the various websites and see who lands where and who does what. But over the next few weeks, we're going to be kind of pairing up new pairings in WWE, see who's going to end up with who, and we'll be analyzing that each and every week as we get back in the swing. And I promise you, we're going to be here each and every week. I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is something to wrestle with. We'll see you next week. All right, Bruce, let's run a timeout right now because I've got a question for you. If you're like most people, you have a balance on your credit cards and a higher rate of interest than you'd like. Why not turn those balances into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate and start saving money. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. The application is 100% online, so you don't even have to leave your house to apply. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. You can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. But don't take my word for it. Check out this testimonial. I heard about Lightstream on a podcast and was able to look on the website and get clear information. The application process was quick and easy. How about this one? Heard a commercial, checked into a consolidation loan, and just a few hours later had my approval and the funds were ready to be transferred. Awesome. And right now our listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash wrestle. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash wrestle. Of course, this is subject to credit approval. The rate includes a half a percent auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com forward slash wrestle for more information. That's lightstream.com forward slash wrestle. Welcome everyone. Welcome to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. It uh, has been a big week in the wrestling world, especially in the world wrestling entertainment universe. They call it the WWE Universe with WrestleMania taking place. And uh, this week's show, we're going to talk about the entire card. We're going to talk about WrestleMania and pretty much my thoughts and the observations many people made about WrestleMania this past year. Uh, And uh, tell you what I think about what they did and their plans for the future. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 26, a huge event and on paper looked like it was possibly going to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. That doubt had the uh, main event, the big ticket seller. I would have to say that the single main attraction of the entire event being the undertaker with his undefeated streak at stake, 
against the main event, the showstopper, the one and only heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. With Shawn's career on the line, stipulation being that if Shawn lost, Shawn would retire. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, first, I'd like to just kind of talk about the card overall, the, the overall presentation of WrestleMania 26. I sat back and, and I tried to watch it objectively. I tried to just kind of watch it as a fan because I frankly was quite excited. You know, I was really looking forward to seeing what the WWE was going to do on their biggest day of the year, the biggest card of the year. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Those guys delivered the emotion, the the passion that, that was in that match. It came through, and that match truly delivered. Kind of go down the card. I I, I was so compelled and so moved by the event and, and the the emotion I felt from it. I sent off an email to. Uh, to some folks up there at WWE, you knew when they spoke. JR is probably the best play-by-play man that's ever been in the business, and Gordon Soley. But JR told a story. JR had passion. But he also had a very distinguishable accent. He had a distinguishable voice. There was no mistaking good old JR was talking to you. You knew it was going to be JR. And then Taz with his New York accent. I can't do New York very well, so I won't even try. And, of course, Bradshaw with his loud, boasters, Texas accent. You could tell you didn't have to see them to know who was speaking. A story told in play-by-play and in commentary can certainly enhance a match. I'm sorry, I left out Jerry Lawler. Jerry was in there, too. Um, From there we go, Triple H and Sheamus. Now, again, I'm glad to see Sheamus in a match at WrestleMania. thought Sheamus did a good job with Triple H. I thought uh, Triple H did a good job and not guzzling and, and beating the hell out of uh, Sheamus. Uh, I think Triple H did his best there that he could do to to make Sheamus look good. And I think Sheamus did everything within his power to make himself look good. Uh, let's see. Next, we had uh, Rey Mysterio and CM Punk. CM Punk, one of my favorite characters on the shows right now. Uh, I love his character, man. I love the, the straight edge gimmick. It's entertaining. I think he does it well. There's a reason he does it well, because he believes it. And then you got Rey Mysterio. You know, how can you not like Rey Rey? Rey's a tremendous talent. But these guys just went out and didn't have enough time to tell a story. Didn't tell a story. It was kind of a high spot fest. So from there, Vince McMahon, chairman of WWE, against Bret Hart. In Bret Hart's day, nobody could touch Bret. Bret was a great talent. Bret would work so hard, and Bret would continue to work until he got that crowd. Bret would work until he got you. And he got you by telling a story in the ring. And he got you by being emotionally in that match. Vince, on the other hand, is arguably the greatest heel the business has ever seen, and then suddenly argue to be the world's greatest worker. So on the outside, you have three young people that can actually do physicality and can do things, and Harry Smith and uh, 
TJ and Natalie with you know, 60 year old hearts around in the ring who can't do anything. In the ring, you got a 54 year old Brett who suffered a stroke and hasn't been in the ring since. And Brett really can't do anything. Now you've got Brett Hart in with the chairman while his wife is running for Senate in Connecticut, taking chair shots. Some to the back of the head, to his back, all over his body. And they were brutal chair shots. The only emotion I could really elicit was relief when this thing was finally over. Follow that up with a world title match with Edge and Chris Jericho. Again, I thought the guys had a, had a good match. Uh, Jericho defeated Edge. He kept the title. And Edge coming back, I don't think that uh, Edge really needs a title right now. Let him run for a little while. He's, he's, Edge is fresh back from an injury. And let, it, let him get well, let him get his ring rust off and get back in the groove. Um, Cena Batista came out. and uh, I thought they had a pretty good match, really. Um, I love Batista. In his new role as a heel, I think Batista's a very believable, mean, nasty heel. And I think... Uh, comes across that Dave genuinely doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like the crowd, man. He doesn't like the fans. Um, that's easy for Dave to do because he's really a shy guy deep down, and, and I think Dave plays that role to perfection. Uh, John Cena winning the title, a great WrestleMania moment for John. I don't think John Cena needs the world championship or WWE championship, whatever we, we're calling that one. Um... I think John Cena's a star enough on his own, and it just kind of felt unnecessary. I think that it would have done a lot more to have Batista defeat Cena and Batista continue to reign and kind of shove that title up everyone's butt for a little while longer. So now we've got uh, the main event. The match everybody was waiting for, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. I loved the simplicity of the entrances in a lot of ways, man. Uh, and to see those two guys, both of whom started uh, shortly after I did, I've been with both of them through their entire career, it, it was... A joy to watch. It's very emotional to watch. I didn't want Undertaker to have his streak ended, and I certainly never wanted Sean to retire. The outcome being uh, Undertaker beating Sean, I think, was the right one. Again, selfishly, I didn't want his career, I mean, uh, Undertaker's streak to end. And, you know, I think Sean's kind of ready to hang it up for a little while. And on back to the ranch and, and be with his kids and his wife and chill out. He certainly deserves it. And, and that, you know, it's one time when you get to see a great match, great outcome. It's perfectly done with uh, no music at the end after Undertaker left and Sean walking out with no music I thought was a, a great send-off. So, you know, the high point of the night, at least it was in the right place. Thank God they didn't put that thing on earlier because no one could have followed it. And, you know, it, it's there's not much you can really say about it other than that was a great match. Now, 
for those watching at home, I got to tell you the biggest pop of the entire evening in my house was as Sean waved goodbye top of the ramp. An advertisement came up for Howard Stern porn and uh, all kinds of great names for the different porn selections that were coming up on demand on your cable systems. And it went on for about 30 seconds, and then they cut back to a shot, an outside shot of the Arizona Stadium, and then cut quickly to a generic cable commercial. So I, I thought the porn was uh, strategically placed. That was, that was very interesting in my house. And everybody got a big kick out of that, even the kids not even having a clue what the hell they were reading. Um, great finish. Um, at the end with, with Taker and Sean, hats off to them. Nothing you know, nothing bad to say about that. So that's my WrestleMania review, and uh, next week we'll be talking about kind of the wrestling business overall. Talk about TNA, and I'm not really quite sure exactly what the hell they're doing, but uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. And the future direction of WWE from the post-WrestleMania week uh, matches and shows and uh, kind of give our predictions moving forward. You guys have a good one. And uh, I'm Bruce Pritchard, and this is something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed you've been looking for. Listen up. It's bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. As you know by now, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. Now, what's great about Blue Chew is you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it really counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. You don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And of course, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Maybe best of all, no more awkwardness. You don't even have to leave the house. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our promo code WRESTLE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and the promo code is WRESTLE to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use WRESTLE at BlueChew.com. All right, boys and girls, that's going to wrap us up. I apologize for having to call an audible today. Of course, this wasn't our original plan. We wanted to do in your house four, but well, didn't work out thoughts and prayers for the Pritchard family. Hope we get to sit down and catch up with Bruce this weekend and knock out in your house four. of course, if we do, it'll go up early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com. You get all these shows early and ad free, all five of my podcasts, plus lots of other cool bonus content, including video, not just regular video, 4k video. It's going to matter for some of this fun stuff, like the old belt series. Either way, man, we're excited to catch up with you. So excited about what November holds for adfreeshows.com. Hope you'll check us out on In Your House 4 here in a couple of days. Next week, man, we're kicking it old school. Taboo Tuesday 2005. That seems like a, an idea they could dust off right now.
We'll see what happens right here real soon on something to wrestle with. Hopefully Bruce Pritchard. Hey, you love the show, right? Show off that love with a shirt from BrucePritchard.com or get your gimmick at boxagimmicks.com, the official store of something to wrestle. Posters, hats, tumblers, accessories, and more. Boxagimmicks.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round, brilliant cut diamond is only 31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Isn't it hard to believe it's already October? 2020 has been a strange year and for a lot of us, 2020 has been a challenging year and I'm here to help you out just in time for the holidays. Halloween is right around the corner. Plus Thanksgiving, Christmas, before you know it, it'll be 2021. Well, we're probably all really looking forward to that, but the holidays can be a very stressful time for families who maybe you're having to stretch that budget a little further and with all the extra wrinkles and expenses this year. This could be the most challenging holiday season ever for a lot of families. And that's where I think SaveWithConrad.com can help you out. I hope so. At least we've routinely helped our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. If you've unfortunately racked up a bunch of debt and now you find yourself feeling stuck, making minimum payments, SaveWithConrad.com can help you out. First of all, we're going to show you how to get out of debt faster at a much better interest rate and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Here's how we do this. First of all, we're going to get you a better deal on your mortgage. Most Americans have an interest rate in the fours, fives, or sixes, but we're routinely helping our podcast listeners get interest rates in the twos and threes. And I've been doing mortgages for 19 years. I've never been able to offer rates in the twos, but I'm doing it every day now. And I'd love to run the numbers for you and show you how much you can save by taking advantage of these historic rates while we've still got them. We've all got this election looming. Nobody knows exactly what that's going to do to rates, but I know we've got the best rates we've ever had right now, but the time to act is now before it's too late. And how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. You won't have to make your November or your December payment. You're done until next year. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's go ahead and finish up 2020 with no house payments. I mean, let's face it. Your house payments, your single biggest bill, right? Now imagine if you got to pocket two months of that, that's going to be the cash infusion you need just in time for the holidays. And oh yeah, don't put Christmas on a credit card. We can show you how to get rid of all that credit card debt once and for all. So by the time 2021 rolls around, you've got a much better interest rate. You've got a much better mortgage. You've got no credit card debt. 
and it really is the clean slate maybe you've been looking for. Let's make it happen for you right now. Get a quick quote for free at SaveWithConrad.com. We're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit, and you don't need money out of your pocket to see if we can save you some cash. So what have you got to lose? Two house payments, a lot of stress, unnecessary interest. You've got a lot to lose, but only if you hurry right now to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. It's SaveWithConrad.com. The most hated jeweler. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.